Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Uh, topics 
of the spiritual and metaphysical, and we have all kinds of topics, spirit messages, guidance, psychic and mediumship chats, healing modalities. We have a monthly meditation, which is the first Thursday of every month. We discuss chakras, gemstones, tarot, and other forms of divination, astrology, which we're going to be discussing tonight with our guest, Anthony Pico, and animal communication, and much more. If we have time, we fit in some mini psychic readings for you guys. If you happen to miss a show, you can catch it in the archive by either looking, if you see us advertising the shows on Facebook, just click on the link for the live show, and it'll take you automatically to the archive or if not, go to iTunes tomorrow, the following day. Look under the Seika Network for The Wisdom of Spirit with Rose and Winterbrook, and you can listen to the archive version there. So uh, don't fear if you miss a, um, a show. For those of you who want to call in with a comment, question, uh, or, or what else, just to chat with us, the call-in number here is 347 347- Six seven seven zero six nine nine, and um, we also take questions in the chat room. If you have a question and you're in the chat room, then uh, by all means, you can write your question in there. We'll we'll get to it. Um, okay, so uh, the busy bee of the two of us, Winterbrook. I know. Let's see. This is. When is this coming? Monday night, you're going to be at the Eyes of Learning, correct? Pardon? <clears throat> no, this you're going Monday to be at night? the Eyes of Learning? That's in April. Oh, no, no, Westbury Library. Yes, I'm going to be in your neighborhood. So hopefully you'll be 100% recovered. I keep praying I'm going to be okay to come by and see you. Because it would be lovely to have you there. So uh, yeah. Monday, February 13th, I'll be at Westbury Public Library for anybody who's in the area. There's no charge to attend. Do call the library, though, to make sure there's seating available. And um, I will be talking about and demonstrating mediumship. Then the beginning of March, I'm going to be down in Florida, again, demonstrating mediumship at a couple of locations. I will be back at the Voice of the Soul Healing in Old Beth Page on Tuesday, March 21st. And she just uh, opened this for registration, so I'm not sure if this, uh, everything's sold yet. If you want to come down, I'm going to do a two-hour mediumship development workshop. We're going to do a meditation to attune you and teach you some practical, I say we because it's my guides coming through me, um, not the royal we, but, and then we'll, um, I'm going to be teaching some practical exercises that you can use uh, to develop further. Um, I'm at the Williston Park Public Library in the beginning of April on the 4th, and then I am at the Meet the Psychics for their wonderful Meet, uh, I'm at the Eyes of Learning for their wonderful Meet the Psychics night. It'll be myself, Daniel Ackner, Dee Cologne usually does it. Uh, last time we had Ronnie Todd, uh, and there's, you know, different uh, professionals that'll step up. There'll be five of us, so you get to see five people working. And Great Neck Library, May 2nd, Long Beach Library, April 27th. And then my coup d'etat, I'm so excited, my friend will be on our show probably in the month of April. I did set the date. I just don't have it with me. Um, He's coming over from the U.K., where she is uh, internationally known in Europe, uh, Australia, and the U.K. as a fabulous spirit artist. She goes into full trance and draws, with her guides using her hands, portraits of your loved ones in spirit that come through the other second medium she is working with, which in when she's on Long Island, that will be me. So I'm honored, and it's going to be really great. So if you can make it to one of those events, check my website calendar. It's, a, it's going to be a real special treat. There are just not that many excellent spirit artists in the world today. So you want to be in a real treat, try to come and see Sandy Ingham when she's here. Okay. Now that I've talked your ear off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, without further ado, let's bring on Anthony Pico, also known as Tommy Pico, who is a 
wonderful astrologer. He's also a, a fantastic graphics design artist and an all-around wonderful person in Capricorn. Hi, Tony. Hello. Can you hear me all right? Yes, I can hear you. Welcome, Tony. Oh. Welcome. Oh, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Um, it's, it's, I've known Rose for, for centuries, it seems like. So, uh, uh, <laughs> but winter, winter, it's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, it's a pleasure uh, to meet you. Any friend of Rose, it's top notch. Uh, yeah. So, so what do you want to know about astrology? Well, what's going on right well, now? I wanted to why, why are we having a Mercury retrograde kind of day today? Um, that's a good question. I've been having the same problems, but uh, I, I and can't I'm sure I'm not sure the only I, one. I know Winter would probably love to know too, and our audience. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, we've got a lot of we've got Venus and Mars in, in Aries, so people are very impatient. So it might be a normal day, but you're all just too impatient to accept it uh, because it's not quite Mercury retrograde yet. That's got a little ways to go. What uh, what we do have coming up though in March, at the beginning of March to about the middle of April is Venus retrograde, which only happens every couple of years. And uh, that's a little bit different. It's, it's, uh, it's about relationships, because Venus is, is retrograde, you know, retrograde Venus is one-to-one relationships. It's, uh, it's also finances and beauty and attraction and art. But as I always say... How, how will that affect us? Well, here we go. Look at the re-stuff. Uh, I, I always use that term when using those backwards. Uh, Re old old relationships may somebody you once were in love with or somebody that was once a close friend of yours may turn up again. They may just be saying hi. They may want to settle settle it once and for all. Uh, so you may find people you haven't seen in a while turning up again. You may want to reassess relationships. Um, but by the same token, it's all a great it's a great time for secondhand stories because Venus is about beauty. Re is about redoing, and actually a lot of astrologers talk about. Uh, when Venus is retrograde, it's a great time to go probing through secondhand stores and perhaps finding little treasures that you wouldn't have found otherwise. Because Venus is about you know beauty and yet you know money and finances and bringing stuff in. So that's really the, the to me the most exciting thing happening in the next few months because uh, uh, it's, it only happens every couple of years and uh, it can be a wonderful time and it can also be you can put past relationships to rest if they need to be put to rest. Or you can just bump into old friends. Hey, it's a great time for family reunions. You're getting together with old friends you haven't seen in a while and reassessing that and, and connecting that way. So that's the most exciting thing right now, you know, happening. So, uh, but uh, astrology in general is, is a, a great guide if you know, if you get a chart right. Two things you can get out of it. You can get complete validation out of it. We have a lot of people I've spoken to and they're like, so I'm behaving exactly the way I'm supposed to. And I'm like, yes, yes, that's exactly what you're doing. Because you know, so much of us, so many of us beat ourselves up. I'm making mistakes. I'm a screw up or this, whatever. You're usually not screwing up. You're usually doing exactly what you should, maybe not as well as you could. But it's not that you're that far off the track. So that's one of the things I think astrology is great for in terms of just feeling better about yourself, you know. But I also think it's a good way to plan, just to work your way through the problems coming up. Um, I don't make predictions, and most astrologers won't use the word prediction, but we'll, we'll use the word forecast. So I might turn to somebody and say, you know what, the next six months, you might not want to start anything new because it's time to close stuff up and finish things off, and it's not a good time to start a new project. And, and then the person has to deal with that the way they want it. They may try to start the new project anyway and be frustrated for three or four months before it comes to, or they may change their plan. So it's always up to you how to respond, you know. So I don't make predictions. I make forecasts. That was like a weatherman. I can tell you it's going to snow. Well, do you stay home? Do you go out and make snowmen? Do you, do you, you know, go out skiing? Whatever you want to do. Do you change your plans? You, you respond to it personally. Free will is always involved, which I'm sure, as you ladies know, when doing psychic readings, people can change any prediction that you make, you know. So... It's true. I get so much people say, oh, that psychic sucked because their prediction didn't come true. And it's like, you have to realize one thing. The other party involved or the other parties involved, they have free will to do what they want. So anything that I tell you today could change. It's not written in stone. And people seem to want exact, you know, you said it was going to happen and it didn't happen. Poo, poo, poo. 
And, you know, people can change their minds. You may make a prediction that, like, oh, you're going to Europe in a year. And the person's like, I don't want to go to Europe. And they stop it themselves. And, and they go, well, that psychic was wrong because I didn't go to Europe. It's like, but you didn't want to go. You changed it, you know. So, no, I understand that. that. But, but I, that's the problem I sometimes have when I'm teaching students astrology because they keep blaming their chart. And it's like the chart didn't make you do anything. You made choices. And, and I think people, some people would rather be victims than take responsibility for their lives, you know. Uh, they'd rather complain about, like, oh, because Saturn squares my Venus, I'll never be in love. It's like, no, there's no reason you can't be in love, but you've got to go about it a different way than maybe other people do. Um, I don't believe in victimhood, you know, in that sense. Uh, no, we, I don't we, either. Yeah, but... Uh, you know, tell me, you have total control of your life. Yes. You know, something's not working for you, you of your own free will have to decide, I'm going to make a right turn, a left turn, try something different, try something new. If you want to sit there and wallow in the victimhood, well, don't blame anything else, the psychic, your chart, or whatever. Well, I will say, though, with with free will, um, there are certain limitations. Like if somebody somebody wants to make a snowman in August, um, it's going to take a lot more work because the conditions aren't right for making a snowman. Sure, you can build a refrigerator, make snow, you know, make the snowman and put it in a sealed container so it doesn't melt. But that's a lot of work. And that's why when we make a prediction of a forecast, I try to guide people to when the energies are best to do what they want to do. If somebody comes to me and says, what's a good time to start a new business? And they look in their chart and say, you know what? In the fall, Jupiter is going to be on your midheaven. Mars will be, you know, in your house of work. It might be a good time to initiate something. Um, now, they don't have to wait for that, but it's the same thing. Like, you're going to build a snowman in August, or do you want to build it in February? You know, what, what, where's the energy flowing, and how do you connect with it the best is what I always look at when I'm trying to advise people. Building a snowman in Florida or Georgia or Alabama would not be the best idea. <laughs> no. But, but free will is involved still. You, know, you do have to give them that, that point of view, that, that choice. I tell everyone, they ask me about astrology and signs and things, I tell everybody, it's not cookie cutter that a Gemini is going to act this way, a Libra is going to act the other way, a Capricorn is going to be like this. Um, You really should go and get a full chart done by a reputable astrologer. Well, that's that's the thing, because, you know, you may be a sun sign Gemini or a sun sign Cancer, and that is kind of the center of who you are. But there's so many nuances and so many subtle shifts. Um, I mean, you can tell a cancer that they're all going to be nurturing and they're all going to be very emotional. But then all the other stuff can be colored in different ways. One can be very actively so. One can be very, you know, quiet and prepared and, and slow to move. But they'll, all, they'll have things in common, but not as you say a cookie cutter, you know. Not something that's just easy to say, well, you're a leaper, so you should be marrying, you know, this, uh, this Gemini. Right. It's like, no. Hey, if it worked that well, astrologers would be, be the best matchmakers in the world. You know, we'd be getting rich off of all the people we get happily married. But it's uh, it's subtler than that. It's uh, sometimes when I'm when I'm comparing charts between a relationship, I almost like to see a little bit of problems because uh, it keeps the relationship lively. It keeps energy flowing. Where sometimes I'll see people they, they get along so well that they don't even care about connecting. You know. So it's, it's a subtle thing, and, and, and I wish I could predict what makes people absolutely adore other people. But uh, there are still some mysteries that belong in every person's heart, you know, and not necessarily in the sky or, or the planets. So, um, well, I think it's funny I because I have a lot of Virgo in my chart, and I remember when you did my chart, you telling me that I just get Capricorns, and I have no idea why. Maybe it's the earth from the Virgo, or that I'm also a cardinal sign like you guys, but I, I, I do. <laughs> well, that's, that's the funny part. I mean, I, you know, you have a lot of Virgo, so that there's, there's an earth quality that connects to Capricorn, but there's also, Virgo can be very fussy, and, and rules are very important, and a certain kind of efficiency and properness is important. And Capricorns, most of them, if they're healthy, uh, are kind of the pinnacle of that. There's a way to do things. There's a correct way to figure something out. 
So the natural vibe. Although I do think that believers and Capricorns get together anyway and, and get along. But that's a weird one because they're, they're square each other and they, quote, shouldn't get along when planets, when signs square each other. But Capricorns are very fussy and, and, and hidebound and I think Libras socialize the Capricorns. And, uh, and Capricorns teach Libras to sort of like shelter things and not always like be nice to every person that comes along because not every person that comes along is ready to have you be nice to them and maybe as kind as it could be, you know. So uh, sometimes we'll see people getting along in astrology that, according to the tradition, shouldn't be getting along. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, always, I always count my Gemini rising for why I yeah. get along so well with Geminis. Now, Winterbrook is a Gemini. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, but you're also a Libra, so you're an air sign. And Gemini. Yeah, we're both. And you're Gemini, right? Yeah. yeah I'm so, right on the cusp, so I'm really crazy. I got a split Gemini and a Cancer. Uh, well. Depends which. It depends where you look. Some people say I'm a Cancer. Some say I'm a Gemini. But uh, I don't know much about astrology, so. What's oh, your exact right. birthday, Winterbrook? June twenty-first. What is she, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> you were the one that told me there were no cusps. No, I so don't believe where do you place her? In that case, there's a very, I don't have the book in front of me, but there's a good chance that um, the sun changed signs that day. So there's a possibility, I don't have her birth year uh, or the ephemeris with me right now, but if, if the sun changed signs that day, maybe until 10 o'clock in the morning, she would have been a Gemini. And then from 10 o'clock after, on through the day, she would have been a Cancer. Um, yes, it was. Actually, it feels yeah. like it's it. <laughs> It was that? It was that actually feels like it fits her, yeah. Okay. Well, well, Winter, here's a question. Um, do you do you love your home? Do you like do you like pulling into your home and closing the door? And 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 is, is home really important to you? Is nurturing people really important to you? Uh, yeah, but I'm also an utter social butterfly. Are you I not can't meet enough it? people, which makes it it's a wonderful quality when you're a medium because I get to meet the fleshy people on earth, and I get to meet the dead people. So I get 10 times as many people to meet, so I'm a happy camper. So you're not going to make it easy for me to guess, huh? Okay. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I don't mean to, to, to bust your butt. Um, no, I know. But, um, technically, I think I'm a Gemini. I did do the time and all that, and it was the summer solstice on my birthday that year because actually some years it's June 20th is the summer right, solstice. Right. But that year it was the 21st. And um, but I, I have seen the characteristic traits, and I'm right down the middle for both. So that's why I, said, I laugh. I said I, I've got the, the Gemini twins and the Cancer. So watch out! I'm really screwed. <laughs> well, you know what happens actually is that Mercury and Venus are never far from the Sun. So you could be a Gemini with Mercury and Venus in Cancer, or you could be a Cancer with Mercury and Venus in Gemini. But you would have both of them, both energies strongly in your chart. And if you're a social butterfly. I would, I would even maybe guess you're a cancer with that, uh, that Venus and Gemini making you like want to meet other people, meet new people, connect to people. That Gemini curiosity and Venus is how we relate to people. And you just want to connect with as many people as possible, whether you're a cancer or a Gemini sun, you know. Um, I definitely, I'm going to have to look over your chart uh, at some point because I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I'd be honored. Thank you very much, Tony. Um, and you're way beyond yeah. me when you start talking about my Venus and my Mars. So I only yeah, have yeah, to put it into English. Go to English. Tony, we've got a question way. for you. Go ahead. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Uh, what is your name, please? Hi. It's Bridget. Hi, Bridget. Uh, okay, we got Tony here. Ask him your question. Okay, thank you. Hi, Tony. Um, just want to let you know, uh, for starters, I, I understand quite a bit of, of astrology, so um, you can speak to me in that language without <laughs> any problem, I don't think. <laughs> uh, so here's the question. I actually am up for a move this month. I have not yet connected with the right and perfect place for me to actually move to, and I was wondering if you could give me a sense of what that looks like, timing, etc. Okay. Um, can, can I 
Can I get a little birth date from you? Or, uh... Absolutely. Absolutely. It's July okay. 17th. Uh, 17th of July. July. July 17th, 1958. 1958. 1958. 5, 8, okay. What time? Right, right. And that's 10, 19 a.m. in New York, New York. Okay, 10, 19 in the morning in New York. Sure, should be good. Just entering stuff in the computer here. Just give me one second. Okay, sure. Um. But uh, let's see, okay. Continue. So you're uh, Libra rising, are you? Okay. No. No, no, it should be 18 degrees Virgo rising. Okay. 10, 19. Oh, Lord, hold on a second. I'll bring it up. I have this thing close enough. Um, And I take close enough, I, I, if I was doing a complete chart for you, I would, of course, adjust it slightly, but I don't want to spend all the time on the computer here. But I do think we're close enough that I know what's going on in your chart, if I can set this thing. Come on. Okay. Yeah, I can wait because, yeah, there's some there's some cuspy things happening. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, you Tony, give out can... your email, please, so people can get a hold of you. Oh, sure. If you want to email me directly, it's AS. P-I-C-C-O at gmail.com. Uh, also, I have a blog uh, at CosmicTuesdays.com, uh, and I also have a radio show called Cosmic Tuesdays, but we'll get into that later. Uh, so you're, you're thinking of moving. Okay. Oh, well, Saturn, okay. So you're, uh, you said you're Virgo rising, correct? Um, yeah, yeah. And Saturn, it's more of a... It's more of an absolute, like, I have to. It's an yeah. urgent kind of time-sensitive situation, not not thinking of. Yeah, because yeah, you've got Saturn on your on your nadir right at the bottom. Your natal Saturn is there, which um, right. can imply, you know, restrictions to home. And you're getting your second Saturn return uh, right about now, which is a big turning mm-hmm. point in, in your life. It's, uh, for those listening, you get it when you're around 27. You get it around 58, roughly. And... Uh, the second side of return is really about taking stock of your life and looking at Act 2, okay? And in your case, it's right on the nadir connecting to your home. So what I'm saying is that there's work needs to be done yet is a way to put it. Um, things haven't quite worked out completely. Uh, Saturn always wants you to do your homework, and I'm thinking that it, it, it's almost a sense of a little bit of a delay until all the, all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed. Um, now, but you do have it as a grand trine. I mean, Saturn is trining Mars and is trining Mercury, so there's really good energy yeah. for Saturn. So, mm-hmm. uh, and actually, you know, Jupiter is right. You're getting a Jupiter return at the same time. That's nice. Uh-huh. Okay. I I think it's going to come true. I would even say, I'm looking at this. Over the probably the next six months, maybe sooner, something's going to break free. There's a bit of a, a struggle right now. Okay, uh, things haven't been either legally worked out. There's something missing in terms of because Saturn always wants everything to be proper and and get all your homework done. And the feeling I'm getting with Saturn on your neighbor is that there could be stuff that you need to to let go of emotionally or maybe let go of legally in some way to get into a new home. If that makes sense to you. Um, you know, you because that's the strongest influence I see right now is Saturn and Jupiter. Neptune is not giving you a hard time. Um, Mars, no, there's not a lot of struggle going on. You, you will be getting a Mars return in the next two or three weeks. So you may find action really picks up in about two or three weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if something breaks. And by breaks, I mean opens up and, and loosens up. By, by actions and steps that you take. Because when Mars hits your Mars by transit, that's going to really energize you. It's about the same time Jupiter is hitting your Jupiter, so it's adding a lot of sort of benefits. And Saturn is right down there, too. You're getting only three planets kind of hitting at the same time. And I think that's going to kind of loosen it up. 
but there's, there's a need to let go of something. Uh, when I see a Saturn return and there's a struggle in that area in your case, your home, my feeling is there's something that needs to be let go of. And yeah, yeah. It could yeah, it's this place where I've been. Yeah. It's what? <laughs> it's the place where I've been. It's And I'm not struggling to let go. I'm like, okay, I want to. And it's a, you know the time is finally here. And all last year I spent in thought about oh gosh I definitely have to go. I definitely have, you know I have to go. I have to move on. And I just didn't feel like there was a lot of opportunity presenting itself. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to have it kind of quote unquote uh, forced upon me. So okay. now there's a deadline, and the deadline is about the Mars return. Okay. Right. So something, something will definitely break at that point. Are you, are you looking to get away from this home? Are you looking to go somewhere new? The question is, what is your, yeah, your yeah, motivation? Yeah. You know, the, the intention yeah. is so important. Um, then, then if that, if, if that, okay. Um, does this have anything to do with a divorce or, or an ex, an ex of some kind? Uh, no, but the the constant moving around has to do with I divorced uh, five six years ago. Hmm. Okay. Um, the reason is that your Saturn is opposite your Venus in your natal chart, and with Saturn return coming, I almost feel that uh, this again the word bloody guilt keeps coming to me. It's not that I'd say you want to stay there, but I'm wondering what what still needs to be processed. Um, you know, because you have the ability to get stuff done. Um, Pluto is trying to Mars. When you decide to make a choice, it should come through for you. So I know gonna, that's why it's been so frustrating. But three, like I say, about three weeks from now, Mars is going to hit Mars. Jupiter's going to be at Jupiter. Saturn's going to pretty much be on Saturn. I wouldn't be surprised if, like I say, things break open. And, and something comes barreling uh, through. At the last minute. Yeah, it looks like it's the last minute thing. Um, I, I, you really need to look at what uh, what's holding back, whether you need to check legal papers or you need to check emotions. There's just something, there's still some resistance there is what I see in your chart. I can't really say what it is, but I know there's something... You know, Saturn and the Nadir can, can really lock up some of your inner emotional stuff. So there could be stuff down there that still needs to come out. And uh, and that may surprise you in the next couple of weeks. And once you confront that, it may actually open the doors easier for you, you know, is what I see here. I mean, you're, you're, natu- you're naturally a fairly, you're a pretty flexible person emotionally. You've got your Uranus being done at the moment. You've got to conjunct mm-hmm. Mercury. So you've got a good mind and a good heart. But uh, the mm-hmm. only place I see a certain being stuck is down at, down at that major on the cusp of your fourth right. house. Um, right. So childhood childhood also kind of... Yeah. Happens. Some sort of childhood baggage or... Because I see Saturn can also represent the lessons we carry with us that maybe we don't need anymore, but we learn them along the way and, and it's kind of baggage we carry. And uh, I'm thinking that once everything ignites in a couple of weeks, it'll it'll really open up because uh, it's all kind of pushing against the Saturn. And Saturn's part of a great song. So I think it will be effortless when it happens. But uh, I understand that you're well, kind of sweating. Yeah. What's, what, what's interesting is that the lunar eclipse tomorrow is going to be right on my Mercury. Well, you know, just within the orb, uh, my Mercury yeah, and opposite Chiron as, as well. Yeah, your car runs at 21, I see, and so is the Mercury's at 19. Yeah, that eclipse. Well, you know, the eclipse is in Leo, and it's going to be about a certain amount of ego, and if I think you've ever, if some of your problems have been suppressing yourself emotionally and not always yes. getting getting the do that you need, that eclipse is going to ignite that also. Um, just need to be noticed in some way or, or acknowledged, because it's a Leo energy, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. Egotism. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have. I've I've been kind of down, and um, I just uh, I'm realizing this week that I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted from all the tension 
that I seem to be holding inside about just my life feeling like it's in shambles. It's it's that's that's Saturn. The tension is Saturn. You're the more you can be intuitive, the more you can can. If you don't meditate, uh, please do. If you don't uh, if you don't have a release that is not involving. Uh, linear thinking, but a, a playful thinking, you may want to go in that right. direction because you've got uh, your Neptune, it's a wide trine, but it trines your sun. Um, it's a, a wide conjunction, but it's conjunct your north node and it's conjunct your Jupiter. So this is a situation where I think you need to be less linear and more intuitive, uh, less one plus one equals two and more just like what will happen will happen and I'm going to roll with it, flow with it, and I'll, I'll know what I need to do when I need to do it. It's not easy to be intuitive all the time, but I think that's what's really called for here. Hey, I, okay. I, Tony? I, yes. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but um, we actually sure. uh, we had a few calls of questions coming into the show since we knew we had an astrologer coming on. Yes, uh, well, we can move on, sure. So, um, Bridget, thank you thank for you, calling Tony. in. I, thank I you for calling in. Thank you. Okay. All right, so we have this full moon coming up tonight uh, into tomorrow. There's a lunar eclipse. No, no, I'm sorry. Friday night lunar Saturday. Tomorrow, right. My yeah. kids are home from school, so I'm, like, kind of confused at what day it is. And um, they're, they're talking about a lion's gateway because of the placement of five planets. It makes a um, uh, the, the, the uh, Wiccan star. What do they call that? Oh, that's I'm not, I, I don't know about that. Okay, okay. Oh. The lion's gate. Hello. Hi. So did you? Uh, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't that? know. What, are you? Is, are you talking about a pentacle? Yes. There's a. There's like five. Okay. Earth, air, fire, water, spirit. There, there are five planets arra- arranged in a pentacle pattern, and it's a full moon, and it's a lunar eclipse, and they talked about something about the Lion's Gateway. So a couple of my students had asked, and I said, gee, I don't know, but um, I'll ask the uh, gentleman coming on the show. So I was wondering if you would know anything well, about that. I, I, can, I can say this much. I don't know necessarily about the Lion's Gateway, but I know the full moon is in Leo, and uh, – and the eclipse is in Leo too. And eclipses usually trigger um, uh, energy. Like it, it's stronger than just a full moon. It ripples out across the month. And uh, Leo is about ego. It's about um, being noticed, being taken attention of. And I think what we're having now, what we'll see, is a wave of people uh, standing up for themselves, becoming more uh, less likely to be quiet. I think we're having a wave of energy that. Uh, it's going to shift a lot of things. I think we heard, we had hints of it with the protests that have been going on, but I think this, this full moon will actually kind of push that even stronger. Uh, I'm not going to get into deep political discussions because, you know, the whole the whole show will erupt <laughs> these days. But I think that part of what's happening is a real fire energy is coming through. And we already, I might have been a Chinese astrologer, but I know this is the year of the fire rooster. So we have kind of a, 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 a hot year this year, a year where a lot of things are going to happen. Last year was a fire year too, but it was a monkey. The monkey is more of a, uh, a trickster. So the rooster is more uh, goal-oriented. So I think we're going to have a, a fair amount of uh, egotism in a healthy way coming out. People are going to start roaring like a lion. People are going to want to be noticed in some way, particularly the people that this, this eclipse is directly on a sensitive spot of their chart. Um, attention must be paid. As, uh, as they say. And, and that's what I think is the biggest um, um, issue coming up. The, the pentacle, I can't swear to, but I do know that the planets are fairly well spread out. We have three in Aries. We have uh, two in Aquarius tomorrow. We have two in Pisces. There's a wide range of energy available. But it's going to be kind of jolted with this, this uh, fire egotism. You know, there's also about things, and I want to make the point that there's leadership qualities. I would not be surprised if we start seeing uh, new leaders coming out over the next few years uh, triggered by this. I know people that are running for office or planning to running for office that never would have done it before. But I think this is a lot about uh, a power shift, and this is kicking this off, and that's kind of what I'm seeing in this particular eclipse. Um, 
That's what I can't I say about I keep telling people who keep saying, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Is Trump going to be impeached? Where's he going? What's he doing? I said, you know what? Just calm down. Instead of running around like a chicken without a head, there's a lot of stuff in the mix here. And there are things going on in the unseen. We don't know, but all of this, what we're going through right now, it's necessary. It's necessary to bring in the change. So yeah, I agree. Take a deep breath and stop sweating the crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's hard to do that, but yes, I agree. Uh, you know, it's it's. We have another a lot call of for you, Tony. Let's see who's on the line. Seven two zero. You're on the line with Rose Winterbrook and Anthony Pico, Master Astrologer. Thank you. Who are we speaking with? Hello? No one there. Is there anybody on the line? Hello? Hello. Hi. I think you picked up my call again. Oh, hi. 720, what's your name, sweetie? I think you picked up my, my call again. It's Bridget. Oh, we have another Bridget. Okay. Did you no, 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 call in from another number? No. I've got no, you on here twice. Well, I don't know. I'm still hanging on. Listening. Okay. Oh. I'll put you on hold again. Anthony, we're not going through Mercury retrograde, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going through a lot of no! Aries energy. That's the difference. Um, Aries energy is insane. Well, because it wants it right now. And Mars is in Aries, which is very happy to be in Aries. It rules Aries, but uh, it doesn't want to. There's only anything to block it. So it's, Making uh, my it's life showing. miserable today. <laughs> well, the snow probably didn't help. But, and Venus is okay, in Aries. Okay, let's, let's take another call. I know who this is, and I know he's there. Joseph, say hello to Anthony Pico. Ciao, Anthony, Anthony Pico. Good evening, lovely yeah. ladies. I have a comment and a question. I know you say you don't believe in cusp. I was born on the so-called cusp, May 20th. Uh, I always considered myself a Taurus because I have Taurus rising and Mars in Taurus. However, I have Venus, Mercury, and Uranus in Gemini. My teacher, rest his soul, was a great medium, psychic, and an astrologer. Oops, my bad. Oh. Where do we go? I hung up on Well, you know what? While you're trying to get it back, I, I want to talk a little bit about cusps. Um, uh, I don't believe in cusps in the sense that I think if somebody is 29 degrees, 55 minutes Gemini, they're Gemini. All right, 10 minutes later, they're going to be a Cancer, and, I have, and then they're a Cancer. I don't think they blend. I think if a person's son is in cancer, they're a cancer. There's, I, my moon is at 29 degrees, 50 minutes Taurus. I absolutely have a Taurus moon. There's nothing Gemini whatsoever about my moon. Uh, so I think that there is almost like a switch thrown in a way, and you, you become the next sign. Now, it doesn't mean there may be other things in your chart that soften that, you know, uh, and, and make it seem like you could be cusp-oriented. But if your son is in Taurus, uh, you're a Taurus. Now, if it, it happens to be, I'm just guessing with this gentleman who just called in, but if his son's in Gemini, but his, you know, Mercury and Venus are in Taurus, it's going to be a real blend. It's not because he's on the cup. It's because he's got the son in Gemini, but he's also got planets in Taurus. And it's not that there's a blend between the two signs. That's why I say I don't believe in cups, because it's, after 30 years, it's, I've met people that were like, 29.55 cancer that were so cancerian, uh, there was no question that they didn't have any Leo in them. Uh, so I, I do see you know, people that are zero, you know, degrees, two minutes assigned, and it's just such a clear shift at that point. Well, it's, uh, that, uh, it's funny because you did my chart, and that you know, that's my friend, and he has been telling me for years, you have... Uh, Scorpio moon, and I'm like, no, 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 I had my chart done. Here it is. Look, and I'm a Sag moon, but my moon is zero three degrees in Sag. 
So uh, wouldn't that mean I have some overtones of Scorpio in there? Don't you have other things in Scorpio in your chart? I'm trying to remember. Uh, not really. Oh, I have Saturn in Scorpio. All right, there you go. <laughs> Saturn and my Scorpio. my dragon's head is 29 degrees Scorpio. So your your north your north node is in Scorpio, yeah. So no, I wouldn't say your moon has any any Scorpio or anything to it. But this uh, this Saturn in Scorpio is a very strong position for Saturn. Uh, it, 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 the way Saturn symbolizes the way we, we structure our lives and how we view our limitations. And, uh, and I've been told Scorpio, that means I have karma with Scorpio. Yes, there's a possibility of karma with Scorpio, particularly with the North Node there. It even suggests that my the ex-husband. North, <laughs> oh, God. Well, he, he, you, him and your Saturn may not have gotten along, but, but the North Node even suggests that you should... The more you grow in a Scorpio direction, the more the more you evolve. So there's even almost this desire in your chart to to head in the direction of Scorpio, as opposed to uh, you know being comfortable being the Taurus energy, whatever you you were in the South Node of your chart, the Dragon's Tail, as they say. So uh, all right, we got yeah, Joseph back. Okay, Joseph. you got me back. What happened? <laughs> uh, Don't ask. Okay, did you hear my question, Anthony, or must I repeat it? Where well, were you, you guys? You were talking about Taurus and, yes. and how you're, you but you said you had you had a couple of planets in Taurus, but you recently discovered you weren't a Taurus, you said? No, 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 no. I never, I've always argued that I am a Taurus due to the fact that I have Southern Taurus, 28 or 29 degrees, rising Taurus, either 28 degrees, two minutes, and Mars in Taurus. However, I have Gemini, Venus I have in Gemini, Mercury in Gemini, and Uranus in Gemini. Venus and Mercury in the first house in Gemini. But my my astrologer, many years ago when I was a young man, always argued, you're more of a Gemini than a Taurus. And I would say, no, I'm more a Taurus than a Gemini. Over the years, I see both my personality. I mean, I'm very mercurial. Obviously, I chatter on and talk a lot with Mercury in Gemini and use my hands and gestures a lot. But I'm Italian. That's an Italian thing. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, you get that, right? So anyway, but I always felt very torrid. I mean, I'm very stoic, stubborn, hate change, set in my ways, eat like a tourist, stop my feet like a bull. But I also speak several languages, and I'm agile and mercurial like a Gemini. So what would you consider me at 29 degrees Taurus? I would, I would say you're a Taurus. Yes, I mean, I think um, so, too. That's your motivation. Ultimately, when, when push comes to shove, you're going to be stubborn. Oh, uh, definitely. Just so you can be stubborn in seven languages. So what? You're still stubborn. Yeah, you know? oh, definitely. And uh, I'm Calabrese, <laughs> too, so that makes sense. I've learned that, yeah. Joe, just bringing your mother through a few times. And it's the same effort. Never listen. Yeah, yeah. So, so I understand you've got, a few you've got a few planets in Gemini, so you have natural Gemini skills. But when right. it comes down to who you actually are, you're a Taurus. It just happens to be very good at Gemini stuff. Yes, yes. But, With but, Pisces moon in, in the 10th house of the midheaven, almost, you know, whatever. So I can imagine <laughs> Pisces oh, moon. That's, that's, thanks, thank God for my psychic work. But anyway, thank you so much for your input. Uh, and I love listening to you. you a pearl of wisdom, all of you guys. I love okay. you. God bless you all. Thanks, Joe. You too. Thank you. Uh, Bye-bye. Thank you. I, I do want to quickly mention, although he's gone, I hope he's listening. Because, I'm listening. Um, oh, okay. The Pisces moon probably helps you a lot with the languages because the Gemini is a mental part of the languages, but you've got to have a certain intuition and empathy to connect with what other people are saying when it's in a different language. The two of them probably work together for you. So you can do an emotional and intellectual connection in a, in a foreign language, not just a, a verbal one. If you understand what I'm saying, that compassionate Pisces move. So I just want to add that to the mix. Yeah. So. Okay. So, so we're, all caught up with our calls. You guys in the okay. chat room, nobody has a question. Okay, I just keep checking because I see them hanging out there. They're having a good time. Just um, listening and hanging out. Yeah, it's not like your chat room, Tony. <laughs> no, no. Um, here, Tony's a, show is called Cosmic Tuesdays, and it's on <laughs> Hazy Radio, and it's on Cosmic Tuesdays, but it's on on a Monday. 
Yeah, because I like to mess with people. It's the Hazy Radio Network, H-U-Y-Z-R-A-D-I-O.com. And it's every Monday evening from 9.30 to 11. I've had Rose on the show a couple of times. And uh, I'm hoping to get Winter on the show sometime in the near future. Oh, I love you. Thank you. Okay. I interview psychics. I interview astrologers. I interview feng shui experts. I, I'm having somebody on in two weeks doing quantum energetics, uh, emotional freedom technique people, tarot card readers, anybody that's pushing the envelope in, in the metaphysical okay. world. I had a... I had a midwife on a few weeks ago who, who worked with uh, quantum energetics as a way of helping women give birth on a spiritual and physical level. So, uh, yeah, anybody that's interesting, so Winter, you'll have to, we'll have to talk after the show. But uh, I, I've learned a lot. I've talked to dozens and dozens of psychics. And uh, it's the show's for me, too. I mean, I like exposing people to things. But uh, I'm curious as all hell, too. So I get to do research and entertain people at the same time. So uh, it's a lot of fun. If, if nobody's on the way to call in, though, I, I, I want to try to help explain the way in astrology, what's in astrology, that won't be overwhelming, but hopefully it will give you a hint of how we look at things. Um, the planet represents something in your life that needs to be expressed. Um, there's symbolism for all the planets. Mercury is, is, a, is how we talk and think. Venus is how we relate in a one-to-one level. Mars is how we take action. You know, the moon is our emotional side. The sign that that particular planet is in suggests the way that that particular thing will manifest. So what I mean, Mars is about taking action. If it's in Aries, get out of the way. They're coming through. But if, Mercury, if Mars is in Capricorn, they're going to be a planner, and they're going to be careful, and they're only going to take action when the time is right. Or if their Mars is in Pisces, they may have trouble taking action at all because Pisces is very empathetic and it's very hard to take action when you're feeling very empathetic. So that's how we begin to put a chart together. The planet symbolizes certain traits in everybody's life, and the sign is going to indicate how it's going to be carried out. So I may be a Capricorn. Um, well, I am a Capricorn. But my, my Mars is in Scorpio. So when I take action, it's a very intense kind of Scorpio emotional way. Even though I'm a very calculating Capricorn, when I'm actually getting something done, I'm very passionate about it and get out of my way. It's very emotionally important to me. So that's how we start coloring the chart. We're like Joseph was like, well, he's a Taurus. But he's got this in Gemini and that in Gemini. So he's a very stubborn Gemini-like guy. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a cusp thing. It's how energies blend together. You know. Yeah, I it's have to like, tell you something, Tony. In as much as Joseph is a, quote, Taurus, and you are a, quote, Capricorn, I find you to be more Taurus-like than Joseph. <laughs> well, because I'm, I'm Taurus rising with Taurus moon. So that comes I out first. Like, For a Taurus, he moves really quickly. He moves <laughs> really quickly. He doesn't procrastinate to a certain extent, but for the most part, he is one fast-moving Taurus. Until he wants to be stubborn, I bet. And you are one slow-moving cappy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't, although that's changing these days, uh, but uh, I've actually been moving a little faster. But, no, it's true. Well, your rising sign, and people always wonder what, what does the rising sign mean. Your rising sign is kind of your first foot forward. When you first meet people, uh, you're really meeting your rising sign first. Now, if you happen to be your son, and your rising sign is the same, like maybe your Libra, Libra rising, or your, you know, Capricorn, Capricorn rising. It's it's a little more direct. But so when people first meet me, they pick up this Taurus energy because it's right up front. Uh, you know, you're you're Gemini rising, Rose, and so therefore this this chatty kind of high energy um, Gemini stuff is right up front when you first meet people. You're very chatty, you're very friendly. Yeah, a lot so of people think I'm a Gemini. Nobody ever says, yeah. oh yeah, I knew you were a Libra. No. So, so the rising sign is people first see when they meet you. And, uh, and that's what that, that symbolizes. You go, what's my rising sign? The other two important things is that the sun is your, your sense of self and the moon is your inner self. So your sun is kind of your outer self and your moon is your emotional inner self. So it's the kind of the two sides of most people. And uh, if the sun and moon are in the same sign, which sometimes happens, these people are very confident because they don't doubt themselves. It's not like their inner self is telling their outer self to do something different. 
But the problem some people have, though, is their sun and moon are in completely different signs, and they may feel What is that again? I'm sorry. If your sun and moon are in the same sign, what does that do? It makes people more confident. It's because they don't have as much self-doubt because they feel and they think the same way. Whereas people that don't have the sun and moon in the same sign may think one way and feel another way, and they're going to have to find some way to get them to compromise, to, to move forward. Whereas if you're trying to move in the same one, it's like, well, I feel this way. Yeah, I think this way too. Let's do it, you know. And there isn't as much, uh, there isn't as much self-doubt, which is good and bad, depending. You know, uh, being confident can really help sometimes, and sometimes you can run right into the, you know, the fire when you're when you're overly confident. But that's that's those are the three big parts: the inner and the outer, and then the rising sun and how you present yourself to the world. Um, you know, so it's. Uh, it's Somebody told me once that because my rising is Gemini and my moon is Sagittarius, I oppose myself. Yeah, that's a way of looking at it, sure. Um, it's, it's, uh, that's the struggle sometimes that people's moons or, or suns are... Um, just hold on a second. I'm just wrapping up the show in five minutes. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, so basically, if a sun and moon are harmonious with each other, then their inner and outer selves are working better. But if they're in opposition square, sometimes their emotional sides are struggling. Like in your case, if your sun and moon are almost in opposition, there's a battle going back and forth to a degree. You know, Ideally, when planets are in opposition, as you get older, you learn how to balance them. But it can start as a seesaw, where suddenly you're completely into your sun, and suddenly, boom, you're over it completely into your moon. But uh, ideally, as we age and mature and evolve, uh, we do find a way to balance opposition and have them work out more to us. One of the ways I look at charts is we come in with some really nice skills and talents, and we we come in with some challenges. And and our our mission in life is to resolve our charts, resolve the problems that we need to learn a little something. This is your toolbox where you can trust yourself. I may tell people with other areas where you can't trust yourself completely. You still have things to learn yet. But like over here, hey, when it comes to this, you know exactly what you're doing. Because I think we choose when we're born. So we choose our charts. So I look at it this way. It's like, well, you picked this course. You, you decided to major in this this time around. And this is your choice. So it's not that this is being imposed upon you. This is a choice you made before you were born. And this is your, your, your task, your job is to work out the contradictions and the kinks in your chart and, and learn to make it flow and be harmonious and understand how it all works to, can work together. So that's, that's how I really look at astrology when I, when I approach a person and talk to them. It's, it's a great way to know yourself and then know what you need to do to, to improve and evolve and to grow in your healthiest possible manner, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, it does. Thank you. That was that's I, I'm not that knowledgeable on astrology, so that kind of explained it in a different view than I would have thought. And I like that. Yeah, Thank it's, you. it's it's a very useful tool. Um, and, and and look, I'm the first. I'm a different kind of an astrologer in the sense that uh, if if I meet somebody that that kind of got their life together and they're growing and evolving, they may not even need an astrology reading because they're already on their path. They're already doing fine. Most people come to me for astrology reading when, uh, well, let's say something's hitting the fan in their life and they're struggling with it. They don't know what to do and they need somebody to sort of, you know, take a look under the hood and see what's going on. But if I meet people that are, you know, on their path, they're meditating, they're one with the universe, whatever you want to call it, they may not even need an astrology reading. But it's there for those people that get lost and maybe need a signpost or two and hopefully you find a good astrologer that can point out, well, that road is pretty good, and that one's not bad, but you may not want to go down this one because you've been down that road before, kind of a thing. So we're getting your closing time, ain't we? Yes, we are. Wisdom of Spirit with Rose and Winterberg. Thank you so much, Tony, for coming on Talkradio.com. And it's been fun. Thank you so much, Tony. Uh, It was great. And if we can fit you in again this year, another time, we're going to do it. Absolutely. But preferably when Mercury's not there today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hopefully not. Please, God. Like we said, Tony's on every Monday night with Cosmic Tuesdays 
on Hazy Radio. You can go to www.hey, letter Z, radio, all in one, dot com, and look up his show, Cosmic Tuesdays. You can even look and, up Rose's show on it, too. I have and you can also contact me for any information on Tony if you didn't get a chance to copy it down tonight. Have a good Thank night, Thank you kids. so much. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you next week, everyone. Yep. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.